simple little things, you know, like cordless drills and uh, and a mixer on it. You know, they're they're using it to to feed calves. It, it just takes them. It takes a bit of the work out the mixing of the milk. Some farmers purchased milk carts recently, and you know they find that's working very very well for them in order to feed their calves. So simple little things like that. Other things we see farmers when they get calves out to grass. They might have a plastic uh, meal bin and to, to fill the fill the meal out of that just to save uh, dragging meal across the across the fields to fat or to calves. So simple little things like that, you know, to try and cut back on the workload. It gives you more time for then for monitoring your calves for any signs of illnesses or, or disease. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and with calving kicking off at many dairy farms. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas Dairy B500 advisor, Tommy Cox, to discuss what are the key areas that you need to focus on for sourcing calves and rearing them up to weaning. Tommy, you're very welcome. Farmers rearing dairy beef calves in the programme will be getting ready in the coming weeks. What are the key things that farmers need to look out for when sourcing calves? Close to 2,500 calves are reared across the, the dairy B500 farms annually. So look, just when you're sourcing a calf, what you want is a problem-free animal, you know, an animal that isn't going to give you any bother, you know, right throughout the rearing phase. Ideally, look at what our farmers are doing, they're buying them from a trusted source. So they're buying directly off farms, which they've been dealing with for, for years, you know. So they have a relationship built up there and they're happy with the calf they're getting. Um, look, what you're looking for a calf that's, that's, um, that's good and healthy, you know, obvious signs you know clean damp nose bright eyes he's alert when you walk into a pen you know and no visible signs of any illnesses or ailments such as scour navel ill or anything like that so any calves like that uh, our farmers wouldn't would be uh, avoiding them um look a big thing that we're looking for in recent years you know is genetic makeup of the calf we have the new cbv there now so that's that's a tool that our farmers will be using and they'll be looking uh, for calves which you know with sires recorded against them Generally, they're looking for calves that's within the four to five star bracket across the across the breeds. And the commercial beef value, how can farmers access the details of the calves for that? Yeah, so look, it's available on any farmer that, uh, any dairy farmer that has a herd plus profile. So an ICBF herd plus profile, the CBV, um, the commercial beef value is, is available right across uh, that. So any farmer that's going to a farmer to buy uh, calves, he should be able to ask for access to that CBV uh, profile and that will give him a, an indication of the of the star rating of the, of the calves. That's great. And management when the calves arrive on the farm is very important, Tommy, particularly the first 24 or 48 hours. What are farmers in the programme doing to come over issues in that time? Yeah, so look, uh, Catra, most of our farmers would be uh, sourcing calves relatively locally, you know, so there isn't a massive uh, amount of stress being put on calves travelling long distances. So they're sourcing calves within an hour or so where, where possible. So that's, I suppose, it leads to transition from one farm to the other uh, a lot smoother. Um, where farm or where calves are traveling a small bit further, um, they're they're, they're offered electrolytes, you know, uh, directly after after coming onto the farm, for the first for the first feed, and then the the milk replacer or feeding starts in after that. And then the milk replacer selecting the correct milk replacer is really important. What should farmers be aware of? Yeah, look, selecting the right milk replacer. Look, it's it's hugely important. It's the it's the main part of the the, the calf's diet. Um, so look, it's the basics, probably the basic principles that you when you're selecting a milk replacer, you want protein content in excess of 20%, an oil content of between 18 and 20%, a Nash content of 
in around 8% or, or, or thereabouts, a fibre content of no greater than 0.15%. And then I suppose the big one that you're looking for is uh, the, you know, the, the milk-derived proteins, either from skin, uh, milk powder, or from whey protein. So they're your, your two probably key key areas. Look, it's probably a simple one, and it might be uh, it might be one often overlooked by farmers, but you want a, a powder that's easily mixed as well, you know, that, that you can mix the, the concentration off it correctly, you know, and there's no residues left on, on mixing equipment because if that's the case, you know, that, the formulation isn't isn't completed correctly, and the cows aren't getting the correct the correct uh, consistency of milk milk professor. And there's huge variation across all the farms with regard to the different milk feeding systems and the different methods. What are the key advice for farmers? Yeah, look, um, there is with farmers rearing calves and automatic feeders with calves. Farmers rearing calves and individual, uh, you know, single teat feeders. You know, so that's the huge variation across. But Look, the big thing is, is is to continuously monitor your calves regardless of the system and then the hygiene, you know, that your 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 cleaning equipment is, is regularly cleaned out, it's properly washed. Um, you know, that the teats the teats are, are continuously checked that they're on the on the on the automatic feeders that they're working correctly and even your 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 teat feeders that are you know that they're correctly working, that they're not frayed or or they're not uh they're not frayed or they're not uh, damaged. For farmers that's feeding once a day or twice a day, Tommy, how are they being managed or is there any differences in performance? Yeah, so look, um, so with some farmers that would be feeding both, um, you know, none of our farmers would be generally feeding uh, once a day uh, till after the calf is at least 35 days older or greater, you know, so, and then they're stepping back the, the amount of milk replacer uh, after that, but they will be feeding the six liters a day up to the calf is at least 35 to, to 40 days of age. And then the, they will be stepping back the, the milk replacer. So after 35 days, um, you know, you, you could cut back the, the, just with some farmers just cutting back the amount of milk uh, powder that they're feeding. That's provided that the concentrates uh, that the calf is, is eating is, is the concentrate amount the calf is eating is, is increasing. And that's key, I suppose. What steps should farmers be taking at that early stage to develop the calves room and relay? Yeah, so look, like as you alluded to earlier on, the, the milk replacer is definitely an important aspect of it, but developing the calf's room and is, is the area where we're trying to do, you know. So, you know, to get that calf set up that he'd be able to go out and utilize graze grass to, uh, at pasture the, the first summer and, and right throughout his life cycle. So, so, developing that calf, you know, so getting the calf onto a, you know, a palatable starter calf ration. Um, as soon as he's on, uh, he, he arrives on farm, you know, keeping that uh, starter ration fresh and clean and try and entice intake. And then I suppose weaning the calf then once the calf, it's most of our farmers generally would be weaning the calf more so on weight as opposed to age. You know, so once the calf is eaten, you know, in excess of or close to two kilos of, of meal per head per day, that they generally yeah, they're, they're stepping back the, the, the amount of milk replacer and they're, you know, once the calf hits generally eighty to ninety kilos, they're 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 taking them off the milk replacer. But they are eating that high level of ration, and that's what's developing the rumen. You know, so that's a key key area. You know, once the calf's rumen is developed, you know you shouldn't have as many setbacks out at at grass. He should he should motor on. With some farmers, then you know, it's straw as opposed to as a hay. You know, to prevent that um to prevent that uh uh pot belly uh uh occurring in calves so it's an easier roughage for calves to feed on and digesting it's, it's more preferred to, than hay and farmers are feeding milk replacer at that time tommy how important is water 
Oh, water is crucially, crucially, crucially important. You know, it's 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 important. You know, it's important for development of the cast rumen. It's important to to keep hydrated, and that'll also entice the the concentrate intake. And that's that's what you're looking for to try and increase that concentrate intake. And management of the calf house is something that you've placed a lot of focus on in the past number of years, Tommy. What are some of the issues that you've seen? Yeah, so look, on, on farms, look, the reality is on a lot of farms, just rearing calves, it's not really purpose-built uh, uh, calf houses that's in operation. You know, so their sheds is there on the farm that are converted some way or another to, to accommodate calves. So look, the key areas probably that you're seeing is, you know, the ventilation Um you know, there isn't probably adequate ventilation in, in some of the sheds. And what we mean by ventilation is, you know, air moving over the animal and and taking any noxious odors or any uh, bacteria and and, and, and uh, cleaning that and keeping the environment for the calf uh, fresh and, and, and clean. You know, and ventilation and on the opposite end of that, then I suppose you have, you have drafts, you know, where air is actually directly hitting the calf and causing it a chill at them, you know, so that's something that you don't want either. So, you know, to try and strike that balance where the air is moving over the calf, um, just keeping the, the bacteria and keeping the air fresh and keeping the environment fresh for the calf, preventing any illnesses such as your, your respiratory diseases, you know. So that's probably one big area. Other area that we're probably seeing that, you know, there mightn't be adequate um there mightn't be adequate drainage or adequate uh, floor slopes on, on some of these sheds, you know. So it's it's difficult to keep the to keep the it's difficult to keep the environment dry and and clean for the calves. So that's you know, that's what you want. You want a clean, dry environment for calves to to maintain health. And then the early diagnosis and disease prevention that's really critical for the health of the calf. What protocols would you be recommending for farmers this spring? Yeah, so look, definitely it's it's crucial that if a calf gets a setback um, during the calf rearing phase or during the initial uh, couple of months on farm, he's He's generally never going to perform to his, his maximum potential. So look, we the farmers there that, that has high levels of vaccination programs in place, you know, so they might be uh, administering an intranasal um, RSV and PI3 vaccine a couple of days post arrival. And they'd be following that up with a with a booster or with a, a primary and secondary course of a, of a pneumonia vaccine then after, um, after a month or six weeks as well. But the farmers also vaccinating for IBR and administrating an oral drenched in to prevent uh, coccidiosis as, as well. So with other farmers in, they wouldn't be actually vaccinating as much. You know, they might be just given the, the single uh, intranasal vaccine against the RSV and the PI3 and giving them IBR vaccine. And they're getting away at that. But it's all sport specific um, to the farm. But look, the vaccines are only as good as the environment the calves are in and it doesn't really, it won't really hide poor management. It'll assist, you know, keeping your calf healthy, but uh, good management is, is is crucial to that, you know. In relation to the general routine management and day-to-day on the farm, what advice have you for farmers? The important thing is to keep your, your calves healthy and keep maintain performance, you know. Like, the reality is the sheds is there on farms at at the current time, you know, unless there's major work going to be done on the next month or six weeks, it's it's you generally the sheds you have they're going to have one thing. I'd, I'd I'd say to farmers if they can get the airflow in above the calves, maybe moving a few sheets or putting in a bit of uh, a bit of Yorkshire board and something like that. That's probably a quick fix to improve ventilation in the shed. Another thing is you know straw, straw, and more straw. You know you can't you can't emphasize the importance of a dry bed. You know a calf spends a majority of his time majority of his time lying down so like you know you want that calf to to be in a uh, nice dry environment damp environment is going to obviously 
create bacteria and it's going to create uh, issues. So I suppose their key areas to keep your calf healthy. But then for the farmer himself, look, the workload is going to be a busy time for farms. Calves arriving. There is various um, look at the, there's incentives there, you know, to improve uh, for farmers. There's there's a grants available across the Thames, to, you know, to, for for milk carts and that 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 will assist the, the, in the feeding of uh, of milk replacer. Um, there is other various uh, options there. We see farmers simple little things, you know, like um, like cordless drills and uh, and a mixer on it. You know, they're they're using it to to feed calves. It it just takes them. It takes a bit of the work out the mixing of the milk. Some farmers purchased milk carts recently, and you know they find that's working very very well for them in order to feed their calves. So simple little things like that. Other things we see farmers when they get calves out to grass. They might have a plastic, uh, a plastic uh, meal bin, and to, to fill the fill the meal out. That's just to save uh, dragging meal across the across the fields to far, or to calves. So simple little things like that, you know, to try and cut back on the workload. It gives you more time for then for monitoring your calves for any signs of illnesses or, or disease. Most definitely, particularly reducing labour and increasing safety in that system is very important, particularly with the heavy lifting and different back injuries, as you mentioned. Looking towards weaning, Tommy, what are the key weight targets that farmers should be targeting at weaning? Yeah, look, it's they're probably simple enough, uh, simple enough targets. What you want from from your calf, like you know, you know, it's three rule of thumb targets. You want your calf to double his his birth weight by eight weeks. So, you're buying a calf between thirty seven to forty kilos. You know, in fifty six days, you want that class calf close to eighty kilos if you can, and then roughly at twelve weeks of age, you want that calf a hundred kilos. So. In essence, they're doing probably 700 to 800 grams a day over the, the that uh, milk feeding phase. And then when you get them over that phase, you want to, you know, you want to ensure that the rumen is correctly ready to go and he's able to digest grass, you know. So maintaining that uh, meal feeding at grass definitely for the first couple of weeks is, is hugely, hugely important, you know, to ease the transition to that to that grass-based diet. Generally, look at, the, I suppose, the... You know the summer's going, and that's probably it's a couple of months down the down the line yet. But you know, offering your calves probably the lesser quality grass initially during the during the the turnout phase. You know, to to further allow the adjusting to the rumen and get them to allow adjust to the the grass diet. Tommy, there are a number of events taking place across the country and webinars for farmers to be aware of for further information. Currently, we have an ongoing. Uh, set of calf care events being run in conjunction with uh, Animal Health Ireland. So they're hosted every January to keep farmers informed on the best uh, practices around husbandry and calf management. So the key areas that we're focusing on this year is calf health management. So similar topics that we discussed earlier, how to keep the calf healthy on the dairy farm and then maintain health across uh, when he arrives onto the beef farm. Managing calves for sale. So what's the key areas dairy farmers need to manage their calves for sale? And then what the key areas the beef farmers should be looking for when purchasing dairy calves, we're look, looking at calf housing, you know, that'll be in place on these farms. So what changes that can be made, I suppose, in a quick uh, a quick fix to, for farmers, you know, to, for this calf rearing phase and what other key areas that we need to look at. And then we're looking at, you know, the transition from the milk to, to, to grass and, you know, that weaning, the whole aspect of weaning. So, you know, the importance of developing the calf rearing and the importance of, of concentrate feeding. Um, so that's the key areas that we're discussing across the, uh, AHI and Chagas events and then we have uh, two standalone uh, Dairy Beef 500 uh, live webinars which are taking place on Tuesday 18th and Tuesday the 30th of January and both of them webinars commence at 8pm uh, so look at the first webinar taking place on, on the 16th will focus on preparing for CAFR in, in 2024 
So um, on that webinar, we have uh, we have two, we have a number of guest speakers. We have Martin Kavanagh from Munster Bovine. He'll be looking at preparing the calf housing for for calf rearing. We also have uh, Sarah Higgins from MSD who be who'll be looking at keeping the calf healthy during the calf rearing phase. Um, we also have uh, Dairy Beef 500 program farmer Peter O'Hanrahan, so he'll ha- add what he's experiencing on his farm. And then on the 20th, uh, we're looking we'll look at sourcing and feeding the calf for for 2024. So we have guest speakers there from from Volak. We have Liam Gannon from Volak, and he'll be looking at you know the key areas around Maker Placer and what's important during the during the calf uh, feeding. We'll also have Dairy Beef 500 farmer Charlie Smith. Will be sharing his experience and what he'll be uh, doing over the course of the calf rearing fair. So, both of them, um, both of them webinars, there's links available across the Chagas uh, social media and on the Chagas online website as well. So, anyone looking to register, there's information there to, that can register easily. That's great, Tommy. I'll include the links in the podcast text for anyone that's interested in attending any of the events across the country and some of those insightful webinars that you mentioned. Thanks very much, Tommy. Thanks very much. That's all for this week's episode and you can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.